my friends. What's up? I'm Nicole. And I am Ben. And you are listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. It's going to get it longer and longer. It's reminding me of like a car going by. It's like, it's like it's going by the highway or something, you know? It's my thing. It's your thing? It's my thing. Want to know what my thing is? I don't know. That's my thing. Yeah, that very much was your thing. I'm drinking freaking water. I don't drink enough water. I'm drinking bread. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So welcome. What's up? Welcome Welcome, back. How's it going, guys? What's, What's happening? How's your December? Christmas month. It's a Christmas month. It's the Christmas month. And we're going to be trying to pick Christmas themed cases, if you say. Um, yeah. But like the one that I'm doing today, it's very known. Everyone's going to know it. Um, it's just that it just ha- the event happened on Christmas. Well, I so think, I, I don't, don't know. know. Is that Christmas themed? I don't know if there's really Christmas themed true crime unless it's like involving Santa Claus and elves oh, and stuff. Santa murder. I mean, I don't, I'm sure there's some out there. I know. I maybe haven't been searching hard enough because I was, I was searching, but I didn't really find any that were super interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll find some stuff. It's most likely it's just going to be revolving around Christmas time. But yeah. our one that's going to fall closest to Christmas <gasps> is going to be very Christmassy themed. Yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. I like it. And we also have something else very exciting. What is that? Merch is live. It is. Officially right now as this podcast, this episode has launched, you can buy our merch. Boom. You don't have to be a Patreon. You just get to buy the merch now. Yep. So link is down below in the description of this podcast. It is also over on our social media. You can find it. It's over on Redbubble. If you know Redbubble, you can search Wicked and Grim and you can find it there. Also, we want to thank those over on Patreon. Oh man, do we ever. Um, Because we launched it early for our patrons over on Patreon. And we launched an exclusive design just for them. Mm-hmm, a Jacko design. And you guys, oh, I think we sold like, it was like 80 items or so. Yeah, it like just like blew us out of the water. <laughs> it was ridiculous. You guys are incredible. Thank you so much for that much support. Um, wow, we, we, we don't even know what to say. I know. You guys are wicked. I always get like kind of anxious sometimes. I'm like, oh, like, you know, if we sell one item, that would be cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then... It always, I'm just like blown away. I don't know. It's so funny. And the best part about it is because we're, we're not really doing it for, for money no. at all. Like we're not, we're hardly making anything with the print on demand sort of thing. Um, what it is, is you guys actually are pretty much covering the cost of us to buy our own merch. So thank you because we do have to buy our own merch. <laughs> we're going to, yeah, we're going to be putting an order in here. Well, we would have put an order in by the time this is up. So. Yes. And yeah. we are going to buy a couple extra little things with that as well yes. for giveaway stuff. So you guys, thank you very much for letting us do that and allowing us to actually purchase our own, purchase our own merch and purchase giveaways for the rest of us. Seriously, just the best. The best. The bestest of the, the best. The bestest, bestest. Yeah. Okay. What do we got for today? <laughs> okay. Well, oh my goodness. So I'm going to start us off by basically asking a question. 42. That is not the answer. That is the answer to everything. The okay, life, the universe, the and everything. Beauty pageants. If you know, you know. Beauty pageants. Yes. Involving children. Okay. What are your thoughts? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I mean, that could be an unpopular opinion. I feel like in Canada, beauty pageants aren't overly popular. Not so much. I don't so think they're much. really a thing, but I actually remember being in Edmonton one time. And I was uh, staying at a hotel and there was some beauty pageant thing going and like all these children were running around with like their hair done way better than mine, more makeup than me, fancy outfits. And I was like, are you, sure? Fuck. are you sure that wasn't at that like hotel resort we were at in Florida? Oh, was it? I think so. Because I was there and I'm pretty sure that was in Florida. Oh, shit. I thought it was in Edmonton. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> okay. So you were there. Yes, I was there. Oh, okay. I don't remember you being there. <laughs> Thanks. Love you too, babe. <laughs> I mean, for that particular moment. Um, but that was like really the only time I've ever experienced like pageant kids. I have known. In 
like in a, like real life. I've known like some high school people like who I think oof, my brother-in-law's sister. She was in some pageants when she was like a teenager. That's about it. Okay. I feel like, okay, doing it as a teenager, as an adult, whatever. But I guess I just, when it's like little children, it's sometimes like, are they, are they doing it on like their own free will? Or is I, it just literally their parents, like this is what their parents want for them? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not in this world, so I could be completely wrong. But as far as an outsider perspective, I see it as the parents living vicariously through their children and like forcing their kids to do some pretty extreme things for their own um, amusement. Enjoyment. Yes. Or rank even. Social rank, really. Yeah. Definitely. So anyway, if that's not a clue of what the hell we're talking about. uh, So today we'll be talking about the John, John JonBenet Ramsey murder. Ding, ding. And I would say this is a very well-known case. Like, I think I think a lot of people would know about this case. And it's very unfortunate because to this day, it's still unsolved. Is it really? Yeah, which I think is really shitty. I haven't dove into this case before, but I have heard the name. I knew a little bit about it. But yeah, this was like the first time I really dove deep. Um, I also think I feel like I compare this to the Gabby. What was her last name? Gabby Petito. Petito. In the fact that like sometimes I feel like media just gravitates to like certain cases and they get like worldwide coverage more so than others. And I feel like this is one that really did. Well, it's no, it's, it's virality. I mean, you have the same sort of thing with memes. You have it with trends, like for example, trends on TikTok. You can have like someone doing just the stupidest dumb dance video or whatever. (laughs) And for whatever reason, people just Just eat it up and love it. I know, like there's no reason really, but there's sometimes I think just things get picked up more than others, right? All it takes is for the right person with influence to pick it up and then everyone else is basically going to follow. That's, yeah. And the, yeah. So like, for example, if it's an older true crime case, if one news source decides, say Fox News decides, oh, hey, this is a, a local murder or a local victim or some sort of case. We got an extra spot. Let's throw it on air. All of a sudden now it's getting this national coverage because other um, new sources are probably going to be looking at it as well. And now it's being broadcast in your TV home. And now people are going to work and talking about it on their lunch Every, and coffee yeah, break. Yeah, everyone starts talking about it and then it's boom, it's there. So that's all it takes. It's just that. Just one. That one little spark. Okay. So John Benet Ramsey was born on August 6, 1990 in Atlanta, Georgia. Described as a sweet natured, radiant little girl who was outgoing and loved to perform. She was a beauty pageant star following in her mama's footsteps. Some of the titles that she had, I don't know why I'm saying these, but I'm just going to say them, were <laughs> American America's Royal Miss, Little Miss Charlevoix, hope I'm saying that right, Little Miss Colorado, Colorado State All-Star Kids Cover Girl, and National Tiny Miss Beauty. Now, I ain't no beauty queen, but those sound like some serious I, titles. Yeah, I feel like they actually sound like pretty legit. Like she was like the real deal here. So the Ramsey family, uh, John Ramsey, he's the father. He was a businessman who was the president of Access Graphics, which is a computer software company, which this made the family very well off. They were they were well off. They were well off. Very well off. Very well off. Oh, they very. weren't just well off. They were very well you'll off. Get a, you'll get to hear exactly how okay. well off they were. Um, and interestingly enough, the dad, John, wasn't super comfortable with the idea of pageants. Okay. So he's much more, I would say conservative. I don't know if that's right. But anyways, it kind of follows, follows the same mindset in this um, instance as, yeah. as, as us. But I feel like that's super sad because- it, ca- it probably caused him some regret because some say it was due to John Binet's beauty pageant experience that may have attracted the attention of child um, pedophiles. Mm, I, so that's real shitty. Yeah, I think. no kidding. I do just want to point out for a real quick one moment. When I said conservative, I'm not saying we are conservative. I'm not saying he's conservative. I'm just that one judgment call is more conservative is what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Just clarify. Well, that. I, I think that in a sense, someone should be conservative with their children because like, do you want this little girl in this limelight? Oh yeah. Like where child pedophiles are able to like see her oh, dressed no. scantily clad. Like Hell no. she's six. I don't know. But and yeah, we're just going to move on. 
because I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion. I have no idea. Well, that's 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 a major to issue with own. social media these days, though, too, right? All it takes is for you to have a fun day at the beach with your kid and post a picture. I and now, know. Yeah. It's scary. Oh, it's so scary. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> so Patsy Ramsey, the mom. She whoa, was whoa, whoa. A- Patsy Ramsey? Pat, Pat. Oh, yeah. Patsy, Ra- Patsy Ramsey. That name is dope as fuck. I don't know if that's her full name or if she just went by Patsy. I'm not even sure, Patsy but that Ramsey. is cool. Uh, so she was John's second wife. Also very outgoing. I feel like she was creating a mini me with her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she loved to decorate. And especially at Christmas, their house was basically like an open house. And they give neighbors tours of their beauty- beautifully decorated home. Oh, fuck off. Which I don't love that because then that's again just inviting yeah. fucking like you who knows what the shit your neighbors are up to. Right. Into your home. Like and I just, oh my gosh, like keep your doors locked. I just, I don't know. That's like extremely full of yourself. Like, yeah, come in. Look what I have. Look what I do. Well, look what we show. Like that's just showboaty as fuck. Their home, my love, was 7,000 square feet. Yeah, no and thanks. And four floors. Like, it was ginormous. Like, that's a mansion, I think. Oh, that, that's a fucking mansion. Yeah. Um, And it had a wine cellar, which I do love. Like, I think if you make it in this world, you got a wine cellar. Yeah, for Can sure. Can we get a tiny home with a wine cellar? <laughs> um, I don't know if that's quite how that works. <laughs> or maybe I'll have a separate tiny home that's just a wine cellar. Yeah, there you go. Okay, and then she also had a brother who was nine years old at the time of the murder. And his name was Burke Ramsey. And for a little bit of foreshadowing, these three individuals would all be considered suspects later on in this story. Oh, shit. And it's unsolved, too. So they're probably still suspects to this day, even. Yeah. So though John Bennett, Bennett, I always want to call her something else. So if I probably is what you're thinking. I think so. Yeah. So John Bennett was born in Atlanta, Georgia at the time of at the time. Of the murder, the family, however, lived in Boulder, Colorado. And I did a quick Google search of Boulder, and it looked like a freaking beautiful freaking city. Well, like, Colorado in shit. itself is a gorgeous country. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to visit that. Well, Colorado like is very similar to British Columbia as far as like the mountain ranges and oh, shit. Oh, is it? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. It was, it was also known to be a relatively safe city at the time with a low crime rate. So the city wasn't necessary, necessarily equipped to handle an investigation of this magnitude. It also taking place over the holidays could have seen investigators not on the clock at the particular time, which is unfortunate because you'll hear some of the errors made in the investigation that definitely could play on why this case is unsolved. Oh, shit. And if it's a missing kid or miss anyone missing, first 24 hours is like most crucial. So if they're Mm -hmm. off on holidays and shit... Not able to answer right well, away. Yeah, because it's like Oof. right Christmas time. I feel like the higher rank you are, you get holidays, right? And oh, yeah. you're off. So two officers to this date are apparently still assigned to this case at the Balder Police Department. Wow. Which I actually was like, wow. No kidding. And what years did this occur? Uh, 1996. Wow. Okay. And, and they're like, still- Is that legit? Like, it's what? not even a closed case. It's ongoing, hey? Like yeah. actively ongoing. Yeah. Okay, so to get on with the story, it was Christmas Day, 1996. The Ramseys woke up, had the morning at their house, opening gifts, making a big breakfast, and then went to have dinner at a friend's house. It could literally have been described as the perfect Christmas day. Of course. Dun, dun, Well, before you get to the dun, dun, dun part, of course it's going to be a perfect Christmas day when your family is rich as fuck. Yeah. In a 7,000 square foot home with multiple Christmas trees, probably like chefs cooking your fucking breakfast for you. Oh, and like gifts that you probably freaking got. Right? Of course it's a perfect fucking Christmas day. It could be (laughs) midsummer with like like 40 degrees outside. Celsius, by the way, for those people who are like, that's cold. Um, Yeah. And- You'd be like, fuck yeah, Christmas motherfuckers, because I got all the presents and shit. Mm-hmm. Of course a kid's going to think it's a perfect Christmas day. I just have to say, hopefully I'm not slow to present this, because I didn't really realize how burnt my tongue was <laughs> until I started, like, reading this off. And so it's actually, like, physically hurting me, so. What did you eat so I don't even quickly? know, that but my. Scolding it's you. It's really hurting, and now I'm like, shit, this is going to be hard. So anyway, if if I'm 
not acting 100%. That's why. Because my tongue's burnt as fuck. That's why. <laughs> Your tongue's burnt as fuck. <laughs> okay. So they arrived home late with John and Patsy saying they put John Bonet to bed as soon as they got home. I believe it was around 10 p.m. or so. Okay. Little did they know that would be the last time they would see John Bonet alive. Patsy would wake up the next day around 5, 5.30, and headed downstairs to the kitchen around 5.45, I'm assuming to make some coffee, because what else do you do first thing in the morning? Yeah. I don't do that. However, on the stairs, she would find a two-and-a-half-page handwritten note. Oh, shit. A ransom, ransom note saying her daughter had been kidnapped, not a way any parent would want to start their day. I have the contents... Or you're looking at me funny. Sorry, just there's major red flags already to me. Yeah, yeah, there should be. I have the contents of this letter, and I thought this might be the perfect time to bring a special guest back oh? to read the contents of this letter. What? What do you mean? Jacko, oh, take shit. it away. No, really? Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign factor. We do respect your business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed. And if you want her to see 1997, you will follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills, and the remaining $18,000 will be in 20s. Make sure that you bring an adequate size akashe to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money, and hence an earlier delivery pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in an immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you do not provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny, as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory. S. B. T. 
C. Wow. Thank you, Jackal. Shit. Yes. Okay, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> that was actually super cool. Thanks for dropping that. I didn't even know it was going to fucking happen. Holy I know, fuck. I was super into that. Wow. I, I'm, I planned ahead, okay? No shit. Um, okay, yeah, the Jackal part, fucking awesome. The note, holy fuck. Quite alarming, hey? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Just slightly, you know? So, A, quite an alarming thing to find first thing in the morning, and B, like... That's a fucking ransom note and a half. Yeah. And what, were, <laughs> what was it at the end? SBTC? SBTC. I wonder what the fuck that is. I And well, I'm just going to say to this day, I don't know if anyone knows really. It, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm too comfortable. I'm about to yell at our dog in the mic. <laughs> Mika, get out of there. She's she, going for the kitty treats yeah, in the litter box. Yeah, she's going to go in the litter box. Mika, go in your bed. Come on. Okay, continue. Um, okay, so to talk a little bit about that, it was an uncharacteristically long ransom note. Yes. Apparently very carefully written, and when investigators attempted to rewrite the note, they found it would take approximately 20 minutes to write that note, which yeah. is a long-ass time. So there's definitely premeditation, clearly. Well, I don't know. So... All fine and dandy, but the ransom note was actually written at the Ramsey house. Was it? Stationery and a pen were used from the home, and there was allegedly a first draft even of this ransom note that was found, and that, what we just heard, was the second draft. Shit. Which is really fucking weird. That's, uh, it's someone in the fucking house. You know the fucking <laughs> horror movie where it's all like, I see you, you know? And they're like, then they call 911. They're like, oh yeah, this weirdo's calling me. And they're like, the call is coming from inside the house. Yeah. That's what this literally is. And I guarantee the STBC or whatever, probably just a decoy. It's probably just a red bogus. herring. I think it's probably just bogus. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because basically I was going to say, would someone have that much time to spend on a ransom note and would they care if they made an error like they're stealing someone's fucking child like who cares yeah. if they're not leaving this perfect letter behind right if they are wanting to leave a perfect letter behind they're doing it outside bringing it in slapping yeah. it on the table and leaving. oh exactly also oddly enough the ransom money requested $118,000. Yeah, it's a weird number. It was a weird fucking number, but was the exact same amount of John's Christmas bonus that year. Oh, shit. That's a fucking healthy okay, bonus. I know. First Holy of all, shit. Like, what the hell? Like, that's like, an, uh, can I have that kind of bonus? Can I just get that for like my allowance, yeah. yearly allowance? <laughs> um. So for that being your bonus is fucked right up. But then for also this... To have that exact amount. Yeah. Like how many people would know how much his his bonus was, right? right? I feel like very few people. No kidding. So Patsy obviously freaks the fuck out, as I'm sure any parent would do. The house awakes and they call 911. So I have the 911 recording of Patsy calling in that we'll share with oh, you. Oh shit. Let's hear it. shit the panic 
I know, like she's just terrified. You can tell that she's out of breath because oh, she's shit. probably just running around their seven thousand square foot home looking for her daughter, right? Yeah. Well, and like having a literal fucking panic attack, like that fucking oh. breaks my heart. And props to that fucking person on nine one one, the dispatch caller, because holy shit, she was calm. Oh yeah, they're amazing. No okay? kidding. Like dispatch, I feel like people who do dispatch like that are just incredible. But. I feel like if the parents had anything to do with this, could you like fake that kind of emotion? I don't think the mom has anything to do with it. No, I, I didn't even before I had that or heard that call. Yeah, because she no. was just like panicked. My gut doesn't say the dad either. It makes you just get goosebumps, really. That's a sad thing to play on here. Like, it's yeah, it's horrific. But I do want to ask, um, do you know if they had any staff working in the house? Yeah, they did. Yeah. OK, we'll talk about. mostly one of them later. So police officer Rick French arrived at the house just before 6 a.m. and does a search. During his search, he supposedly passed a door in the basement, paused outside that door, but then didn't open it. And I don't really know why, but but behind that door was John John Bonet's body. What? Yeah. Oh, shit. So the dad's dead. Oh, no, John Benet. Oh, oh, shoot. Sorry. I thought da- John was the dad for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh. what? So it was their kid. Well, John Benet is, act- I didn't even put that in, is named after the dad because the dad's, it was like John Bennett Ramsey. Gotcha. So they named John Benet. Anyway, so yeah, the that in behind that door was the little girl. But I put just basically putting this in there to show like how unthorough that initial search by the police was no shit that is okay even if wow okay hold on whoa whoa whoa. (laughs) are you okay whoa i need to back up here what the fuck so she was already dead she was already dead and stashed in the fucking house yes then how the fuck would they even hope to get the ransom because of course the body was is going to be found fairly quickly yeah it's all like that note is staged like she was already downstairs in the basement dead. And no one heard any scream. Holy fuck. Okay. So I didn't put it, it this in there either. But since you said that there was a neighbor at one point, I think it was like two in the morning, did hear a scream. Okay. But didn't do anything about it. I mean, it was just a single scream, I think. And it was basically like the bottom level. And the, how the window was, the neighbor would be able to hear it because they later tested this. But where the parents were, like, fucking how many stories up, yeah. wouldn't hear this. So in my opinion, it's like, don't get a mansion. Get a tiny home. Because, like, <laughs> you want to hear if your children are screaming in the middle of the night, do not? Yeah. Like, holy, that terrifies me. Well, nowadays there are, like, monitors and shit, too. Yeah, but at six, you probably don't still have a monitor in your kid's yeah, room. Yeah, that's true. So I'm just like, Wow. Anyway, where the hell am I? You're taking us on a fucking roller coaster. That's where you are. You're heading this thing. You're fucking hitting high speed. Okay. So I just dropped the bomb. But they, at that point, they didn't think that they were looking for a dead body, right? So at that point, they're not thinking that they were. Um, But there could have been clues all through the house. Like, I know the house is massive, but like opening all open every door like look in every room like there yeah. could be evidence and shit and clues so i'm surprised the mom didn't find her well if, why would i don't know she's probably going in her room and like yeah areas she normally is she probably doesn't hang out in the basement That's true. you know yeah Not, okay i don't yeah, know fair I, I imagine she wouldn't literally check every square inch of the house she's panicking yeah like okay. that's a giant house so aside from the police patsy also calls around the neighborhood and family friends. I'm assuming to kind of form some sort of like part search party. But I also don't know if I feel okay about that. Because the ran- ransom note said, don't even talk to a stray fucking dog. Yeah. Right? And here she's already phoned the police. She's phoning friends. She's phoning neighbors. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Do people follow ransom notes? Or do they just like not? Like, I'd, I have absolutely no idea. But I was just like, I feel like I'd follow it. I'd be terrified to be phoning my friends. Yeah, there's, there is so, holy, this case is <laughs> fucked. Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, okay, yeah, sure. You're panicked. You're going to be fucking calling up 911 doing that. 
But you're not going to be calling your fucking friends and shit. Whether yeah. they say don't call police or not, clearly you're probably going to call police. I know. I think I would call the police. But then I'm also in my mind, okay, maybe she's just calling all these people to help search for her daughter. Yeah, but, but if you do, your daughter's dead. I know. So it's like it wasn't almost taking that note seriously whatsoever. Yeah. And also, here's the thing. 118 grand was a ransom, right? Yeah. Just so happened to be his fucking Christmas bonus. Yeah. If someone was holding my child ransom for my Christmas bonus, that's fucking chump change. Well, and they they got it. They did get the money. Like, they got it instantly. Like, it didn't take John very long. He got the fucking money. Yeah. So why wouldn't he just be like, okay, let's just fucking get the police involved. Let's pay this and fucking try and get our daughter back and then track these fuckers. Yeah. See, we're go I'm going like I'm throwing so much more extra information in here. This might be a long episode. Um, where was I going here? Shit. I'm going to be obsessed with this case after this. Just so you know, like, holy fuck. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now I even think I forget what we were, what we were talking about. Then I'm like, so my brain is just done. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So a lot of people felt that the family also didn't take the time seriously because I think it said like eight and 10 AM. They needed to have the money by, right? Yeah. But it also said tomorrow. So when I read that, I felt like it was the 27th that they needed to have that money. But then other, most people are taking it as that morning that they needed to have the money because, but that morning, 8 to 10 a.m. went and came and went and no one fucking said a word. The parents weren't like watching the clock or like, or like, why are they fucking not calling us? Like it's 10 01. So I don't so know. It doesn't, it doesn't um, have any sort of like, specification on a date well no it just said 8 to 10 a.m tomorrow it does say tomorrow yes it does because i double checked that because when i first read that i was like okay it's the next day but then technically if she got murdered at like christmas day at like 11 p.m like so i don't know i was like super unclear with that i would assume well you wake up and find the ransom note, it's going to be the next day. Well, that's what I thought. But then there was a lot, there was reports that I was reading that were basically faulting the parents for not being concerned that, that at that time. Yeah, but that, that's just because it's hindsight because they found the daughter dead. Yeah, but that time passed before they found the daughter dead. When did they find the daughter dead? Not till later in the afternoon, dude. But that day, not tomorrow. That day. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know, but a lot of people are thinking that it should be that day i know but the only reason they're thinking that <laughs> is because they found the daughter they're that's hindsight they're I not know. saying that in that i know they're not investigators so. aren't like it's fucking 11 you guys need to be hustling and then they find the daughter dead an hour later yeah it's, they found the daughter and then later on people in sleuths like us or whatever are saying well they should have done fucking due diligence but i i think it was the next day like yeah. i don't know there's just so much weird shit in this case like it's weird it's it's yeah. already weird. And God, we're almost ha only halfway here. Okay, <laughs> let's move on here. This this is a fucking intense one. <laughs> I'm going to have major opinions. I'm sorry. Oh, just you wait until we get to all the accused um, or suspects. Okay, so I'm sure a lot of behind the scenes shit happened. But it wasn't until the early afternoon when Linda, the first detective on the scene, pulled aside John and a friend and requested them to do a top to bottom search of the home. Which I was like, what the fuck? Wait, 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 wait. Why don't the investigators do it? I know. Like, I think the police should have already done that. But then I'm also like, maybe John's going to know if anything's missing or misplaced. Yeah. Aside from the police, right? And like giving him something to do. So it was at that point that during the search that John would open the spare room door in the basement and find John Benet Benet's body. Shit. It looked like she had been strangled and her mouth and neck were covered with duct tape and her hands and feet were bound. It says found, but it's will say bound. <laughs> he immediately picks her up. Oh, for fuck's sakes. And runs upstairs screaming, my baby. The duct tape gets removed from John Bonet's body and she is placed under the Christmas tree and covered with a blanket once it is determined that she is no longer alive. Now, before you say anything, some people question that he tampered with a lot of evidence doing this, but you just never know what you're going to do in that kind of situation. 
right? Like, I don't find that completely abnormal that a father would find his dead little girl and like scoop her up in yeah, his arms true. and like bring her to safety. Because I don't think that he even 100% had grasped at that moment that she was deceased. No, yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, of course, I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, he just tampered with the crime scene. But yeah, yeah I can't blame him. He just found his daughter dead. Yeah. So like, yeah, I just he fucked think... up. But yeah, I mean, sure, dude, I get it. Oh, like just seeing your... Like, just, like, help me, like, my baby, you know? But the only thing is, like, removing all the duct tape. What do they do with the duct tape? Because that know. could hold a shit ton of evidence, like hair, yep. fingerprints, fibers. I don't know what they did with the duct tape. I think it did get tested, actually, and there was red fibers or something on it. Um, but I didn't super look into that. Okay, but by moving the body, evidence was obviously tainted. But let's also be real for a second because evidence was already tainted by the investigators not properly securing yeah. the crime scene from the beginning. For sure. Allowing the Ramses to be able to have friends over. Like a lot of people were in that house. Um, and and apparently at one point in time, the kitchen got fucking sprayed with a cleaner from top to bottom. Why? I don't know. I think it was like people thinking they were being helpful. Like, let's clean their fucking kitchen for them. But like, we have no idea that ransom note could have been written in the kitchen. Right? It was what found the near fuck? the kitchen. So let me get this straight. <laughs> there is a kidnapping that and there's a ransom left that says do not call police or contact anybody. Yeah. First thing the parents do, call police and then contact everybody they fucking know and invite them over. Yeah. Second of all, the police then arrive and let all these people in the house. Yeah. And then don't search the house thoroughly. Let people walk around the house and also help in the search. Yeah. Inside the house. Yeah. So literally doing everything you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like it just cool. shows some complete inexperience yeah. on just so many levels. Like just so many. All right. Are you okay? <laughs> I just feel like they went to like their local middle school and got like the hall pass monitors to process a crime scene. That's I know. What I, I feel, feel like, like we would almost do better. I feel like fucking Mika and Ripley <laughs> could do a better fucking crime scene investigation. Get a couple Huskies on the scene. They do. Done. It. Yeah. So at 1045 that night, the Balder uh, County coroner's team would remove John Bonet's body from the house, which I also feel like that's a ridiculously long time for it to just be laying there. Yeah. The autopsy would show that little John Bonet had been killed by strangulation and a skull fracture. She was struck on the head so violently that her skull had an 8.5 inch fracture. Jeez. Which is like long. Like that's huge. <laughs> that's what she said. Gosh, Ben. I, I, I was <laughs> saying that. I was like, I fucking shouldn't say this. Um, no, but legit. Yes, that's, that's fucking huge. for a little kid. I mean, I don't think your skull actually grows, but. Yeah, it does. Does it? Yeah. Thought that your head was kind of the size that it was going to be-ish for most what? of your life. No. Oh, okay. I have no idea. <laughs> you cray-cray. Apparently. Okay. So aside from that. Could you imagine birthing a, that's an adult true. cranium? <laughs> that's like, true. Fuck. I don't know why. I'm getting something mixed up, I think, with that. I don't know. But let's not go there. We're not talking about childbirth right now. John Bonet was strangled with a, and I think you say it, grot? made from cord and the handle of one of Patsy's broken paintbrushes. And I like research what the hell that was. And it makes like no sense to me, but it's like, I think it makes you be able to strangle someone easier or tighter. Is basically. it like, um, like a handle on either end of the rope sort of thing. So you have like two handles and then a rope and you go around the back sort of thing. Or I is think it so. But then I thought that the wood or no, maybe it was on the end. I'm not sure. Or was sure. it like a, you wrap it around and you start twisting the handle so it slowly tightens? I don't know. I don't know. There's pictures of this, of this thing. Okay. Maybe I'll give it a Google. But check. it's basically, I think the gist of it is like t basically helps you strangle someone easier and better. Gotcha. <laughs> oh God. There was evidence of, okay, there was no evidence of conventional rape. But DNA was found on John Bonet's underwear, and there was evidence of vaginal injury. It had appeared her vaginal area had been wiped with a cloth. Her death was very obviously ruled a homicide. Jeez. 
There was more details about the like yeah, no sexual thank you. thing, no but thank let's you. just not go there. Um, a grot, as far as I can see, just a quick Google search, is yeah, like the wire with like two wooden handles on the either end, so you can like get leverage and hold on to it nice and tight and good. Ugh, which is just gross. Yeah. Yeah, and so that was made at the house too, because it was it was using like a paintbrush, broken yeah. paintbrush of Patsy's. Um, so a couple odd tidbits. The autopsy revealed John Benet had eaten pineapple a few hours before dying, and photographs taken at the home on the day when her body was found do show a bowl of pineapple in the kitchen. But neither parent remembers putting the bowl on the table or feeding pineapple to John Benet. Police reported that they found Burke's fingerprints on the bowl, John Benet's nine-year-old brother. A flashlight was also found in the home that the Ramsey family stated did not belong to them, so it believed this could be what was used to hit John Benet in the head. Now, the days, months, and even years after John Benet's murder, the family was put through the ringer. They were asked to provide hair, blood, handwriting samples to the investigators. Their homes, plural, were searched, and they appeared in the media. On January 1st, 1997, they did a 45-minute-long interview on CNN, basically reassuring their innocence and warning the residents of Balder that there's a murderer on the loose and to keep your babies safe. And I found that very interesting that they did an interview so quickly, because that's really only days since they found out their child was killed, right? Mm -hmm. But I think they were people that were very concerned with their reputation and the fact that they were getting accused of murdering their own child was probably just horrifying to them. That does make sense a little bit. Yeah. Their appearance on CN CNN also shocked investigators, though, since they had claimed earlier to be too emotional to talk to the police. But then they went and did the CNN yeah. thing. Okay. So that, that basically moves us into discussing the suspects. There have been over 140 suspects in this case. Shit. That's not a low number. But I'll just be touching on the main suspects, which brings us, which brings me to John Benet's parents. This is in no particular order. Mm -hmm. Okay. So John and Patsy were officially named as suspects in April of 1997, just a few months after the murder. But in 2008, they were formally exonerated thanks to develop, developments in DNA technology. Because 2006, DNA technology, I don't think, was very advanced. Like, you barely had the internet, I, mean, I think. Yeah, not compared to today. Yeah. It was, like, just starting to, like, explode, I think. Yeah. Though many still suspect them, and here's why. So for Patsy, who unfortunately is no longer with us, she died in 2006 from a 13-year battle with cancer, which oh, is shit. really sad. It's thought that Patsy killed John Bonet on accident in a fit of rage after she wet her bed once again. Apparently, John Bonet had like a bed wetting mm -hmm. thing. I don't. I think that's a kid thing, though, right? It's common. Basically, that a switch flipped and Patsy slammed her daughter's head up against something hard, maybe the side of the bathtub, and then went to great lengths to cover it up. Some points or evidence, if you will, on that. The homemade grot, am I saying that right? Yep. Tie, tied around John Bonet's neck, did use one of Patsy's paintbrushes from her art supplies. I don't, okay. I don't think that's very good reasoning. The bizarre ransom note discovered by Patsy had been speculated to have been written by Patsy herself. She would have known the amount her husband's bonus was. It was written on her stationery, and at one point it was said the handwriting appeared to match to her own handwriting, though that was later found inclusive. And then there's the whole criticizing of Patsy for sexualizing John Bonet through a string of beauty pageants. The motive is off, though. She was well, strangled. So she's going to. Yeah, like, but they're saying. Yeah, they're saying. Yeah, that's actually the very autopsy true. showed she was strangled because even if she had killed her and hit her head. Um, like to fake that later would just be kind of. Yeah, there not would, right. There would just be some postmortem damage and a thing wrapped around her neck. Mm -hmm. They'd be able to tell, no problem. Well, I don't know. I feel like some of the things that they should have been able to tell, they didn't tell. 
So I don't know. Yeah, but the autopsy is not an investigator on scene. Her body would have been taken away into a lab by a yeah. very specific individual who yeah. processed her body. Yeah. Okay, so for John, it's basically his weird actions the morning of the murder. But I really don't think people can judge a parent for that. Like stress, grief, trauma. Mm -hmm. They have very weird ways of affecting people and you have no idea how you're going to be affected, basically. Yeah. And I feel like it's mostly Linda, that detective on scene um, that I mentioned earlier, had an interview she did that has a lot to say about him. So one thing I don't think I mentioned above, there were no footsteps found in the snow outside or around the home. But it was never mentioned if it had snowed at all, say, during the night. But they did, they took that as a sign of the intruder, that the intruder or murderer was basically from inside the house. Mm -hmm. So John, in a much later interview, said the police drew a conclusion immediately and then tried to find evidence to prove it. That's fair, yeah. Okay, so Linda sent John and the neighbor to search the house for evidence, right? Yeah. Apparently saying John immediately went downstairs to basically where John Benet was. I personally think, though, if you were hiding something You'd yourself. You'd go the opposite direction. You would not fucking start there. Yeah. Like you would probably place it almost in the middle or something or at the end. Yeah. Maybe not the end, but the middle probably, right? You'd probably start complete opposite direction and then like work your way, like you say, middle to there. Yeah. So I don't, I think that's ridiculous. Then how he carried her body upstairs, removing tape from her mouth, placing a blanket over, over her, and basically destroying evidence that could have been vital after being told not to disturb anything. But we kind of already touched on that. Yeah. Um, and that's, I guess, when Linda started to feel that perhaps John knew something too much, convincing herself that the murderer was in the house with her and apparently quietly counting the bullets in her holster just in case she had to use one. Oh, shit. So she had just like, I, I think, a bad feeling and like yeah. sent something from John. So it's it's kind of like Linda, I feel like her senses that are pointing John as a suspect in a way. Well, it's the family is usually considered a suspect right they off the get-go. They are. It was also suspicious that John was heard making arrangements to fly the family to Atlanta I believe they had had a home there. But some reports say they had already planned to go to Atlanta. And John himself said at that point they had been asked to leave their house and just wanted to go home to Atlanta where they had previously lived for 25 years. Yeah, that makes complete sense. So I don't find that makes. So that's basically why John's a suspect. Well, would put it this way. Your daughter was just murdered in that house and you have other houses. Do you want to stay the night in that house even if you're allowed to? No, Fuck but no. the investigators were like, you can't leave town. Like, mm. you know, I mean, but if you had other, most people don't have the option of going to another house. Like if you had another house and I think he also had like a private plane, you would just like, why would you go to a hotel? You would just go to your other house. Yeah. You know, so next up and the last of the family members accused would be Burke. Burke, this motherfucker. This is, you haven't said a word about him yet, except the fingerprints, the fingerprints on the bowl. So that makes me say <laughs> some shit is about to get dropped. Let's fucking hear it well, on this little cocksucker. I don't know. This, this is like, I guess the one that could be most legitimate in, in po the possibility. But I'm also on the fence of like, I, I don't think, our team, I don't really think any of the family did it. But here we go. So with the brother, the theory is that Burke was having a snack of pineapple in the kitchen. Okay. John Bonet came downstairs after being put to bed, being like a little annoying sister, stole a piece of his pineapple, and he then grabbed the flashlight that was on the counter and hit her across the head with it. Okay. Some say it could have also been out of jealousy as well. Okay. That he did this because I'm sure the pageants at, at times there was a lot of focus oh, yeah. on John Bonet. Yeah, she's center of attention. Like I think she was probably constantly the center of attention. She's a little pageant queen, right? The parents, then not wanting to lose both children, because oh, if John I, Bonet okay. was like accused of this, like he might have to go to juvenile detention or, or like hospital of sorts or something and the family's right? reputation 
So they then go through the motions to cover the accidental murder up. I should say that flashlight, though, was found with no trace evidence of either John Benet or Burke. So I don't know. The parents were diligently steel- shielded. There you go. You got I it. spelt it wrong, so I said it how I spelt <laughs> it. Um, Burke from the media for years. But in 2008, Dr. Phil would actually interview Burke. And a lot of judgment against him came from this interview. He basically, I think he was getting paid to do this interview and then also was like hoping to clear the air. But he came across as kind of grinning at times when asked like ridiculously awkward questions. Like he'd be like smiling. Um, But I say that it was kind of almost more of like a nervous grin than like a, a spiteful grin. Okay. Like to be honest, when I'm uncomfortable, I fucking laugh. It's really awkward. And like, I wish I didn't do it, but I'll laugh. You did show me like a very brief clip of that. Like, I think I saw like 10 seconds of him and it just looked like he was just an awkward person. Like, yeah. Not like, like he's just but he uncomfortable. But was also period. probably so uncomfortable. Like, yes. But it, it looks like he's just. You're talking to Dr. Phil for God's sake. And it looks like he's socially <laughs> awkward. And then on top of it, super uncomfortable. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Which he might have always been socially awkward, but just imagine this trauma that came to this family from this incident, right? Like yeah. that would change your life. Oh, fuck yeah. To be, you'd be a completely different person. Yeah. Um, so lastly, John Benet had marks on her back consistent with a stun gun. And this isn't mentioned in many places, but if she had, if she was stunned, in my opinion, that's a big piece to the puzzle. A family member would not need to use a stun gun on her. But in the case of the brother being a suspect, they're saying the wounds were consistent with the edges of one of his toy train tracks, and he may have used it to poke his sister's unconscious body for a response. You'd have to poke pretty fucking hard. And he's nine. Yeah, because those those stun gun things, they they fucking jab in. Like, they stick in. And, like, I think if you're like, oh, my gosh, did I hurt my sister just tapping her, you wouldn't be like, Fucking stabbing her with train tracks. Wake up. Like, that's not how it's going to go. I know. So, um, since this is an unsolved case with a lack of evidence to point to um, a definite suspect, I think it's really sad what this family had had to deal with on top of also dealing with the loss of one of their own. Um, I mean, I'll prob- I could eat those words one day if one of them is, like, discovered to have been the murderer. But in my personal opinion, it doesn't seem like... They were. Well, I'm really curious. Um, do you have anything about any staff in the house? Well, we're get. Well, I'm not done with the suspect. Oh, okay, sorry. Did. I thought I thought you were okay. Because that's. <laughs> I'm not too sold on any of the family members yet. No. Um, I can't think of a scenario off the top of my head. But if it is any family member, all I can think of is it's accidental in some way that hasn't been discovered because the ones that we talked about don't make sense to me. Um, some sort of accident and there is a cover-up. But then the strangulation doesn't really make sense for it that. It doesn't. It doesn't. So, Unless it was like some sort of fucking thing where the kids are playing and she ended up getting strangled because they were, I don't know what they were doing, like maybe playing in blankets or something. She got twisted up or tied. And like, then you'd also just hit her head? Maybe she's getting fucking strangled like with the blanket as they're playing on the couches or something and she tr- frantically trying to run away and then falls and smacks her head. I guess. I don't know. There's some, like, I feel like if it's the family, there's some weird shit like that that happened and they're trying to cover it up. Yeah. For whatever reason. Well, I know. And they, I don't even think they would necessarily have to cover it up because they were like rich as fuck, right? Yeah. And they could hire, they mean, they even lawyered up for this, right? So they could hire good lawyers yeah. and I think they, they would have been able to be fine. It, it just, it doesn't so. make sense. It doesn't make sense. There's no, there's no motive. The only motive I can think of is accidental and any sort of accident would have to be fucking like a one in a bajillion yeah. fucking shot. Okay. So there's there's a few more suspects, five more suspects, and I'm just very briefly going to touch on them. Okay. So first one being referred to as the town drifter. Gary, Gary Olivia was his name, and he was a known sex offender living in the area on and off. Police allegedly found a magazine cutout of John Benet in his backpack after being apprehended on drug charges. Also on him at the time of his arrest was a stun gun. Yeah, I'm not buying it. 
What? I think that's the most legitimate one. Okay, well, what about the DNA okay, on the tip of the stun just gun? Just wait. I'm not even done with this one. And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so his high school friend even stepped forward at one point, claiming that not long after the murder, Gary had called him on the phone and confessed that he hurt a little girl. Okay. And that he was particularly unsettled by the type of knots that were used on the uh, garrot. I, yeah. I said that grot. almost with a French accent. <laughs> that, <laughs> Le grot. That strangled John Bonet, as they were similar to knots Gary had previously previously used when he attempted to choke his mother with a telephone cord. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know. However, he was cleared by DNA testing. All right. So, but I feel like that scenario to me is like the most likely. The the thing that plagues me though is the the 118, very specific number. That's true. Cuz yeah, you that wouldn't even cuz if you knew how rich these people were, you would be asking for more money. And probably. Um, how much time spent in the house writing a note? That's still another thing. Someone like that, I don't think would hang around very long. But then technically, like their house is giant. Someone could just be like almost living in there and they probably wouldn't even know. Really? That's true, but I still the, the less time spent if there if there's someone spending a lot of time in there, there's probably more evidence. Cuz there was one thing, I don't know if I say it later on, but there was um a broken window too in the basement. And this broken window had like spider webs on the bottom of it. So they felt like it was almost staged because if someone was like exiting through this broken window that the, the spider webs would have gotten wrecked. But I don't necessarily agree with that. And then there was no footprints. Yeah, right? I was just so about was to like, say, if there was if there was a broken window, they would have noticed. Footprints. Yeah. So I don't know. That's why I didn't even put that in there because it's like like there's so much just weirdness. OK, so next would be Michael Helgoth. He was an electrician who worked in a nearby Auto salvage yard who was in a property dispute involving the Ramses and a boot print. So they did find a boot print, apparently a boot print allegedly similar to Michael's was found near the Ramsey home. And this is awful. After finding out he was listed as a possible suspect, he committed suicide before anyone could get to him. Oh, shit. Yeah. That. Um. Holy fuck, that's a, that's a huge red flag. I know, right? That says a lot of guilt. But then, Either that or he's just terrified. What happens? Yeah, yeah he's know. just, or he has mental health issues or something. And then, and he was already struggling or something. And then yeah. finds out that he's that. And like, and it just puts him over the edge. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so hard to say. But I know, not great. So the next, next suspect is John Mark Carr. He's a former school teacher and someone who actually confessed to the crime. So we have two people officially confessing to the crime then. Because you have that wanderer dude. Well, I don't know if the wanderer confessed though. Well, he confessed to hurting a little girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I see where you're going. So at the time of his confession, he was living in Thailand where he'd been living and running away from facing child pornography charges. So he's a real winner. Mm, Shit. He sent an email confessing to the crime and his sexual fascination with John Bonet. He was cleared when the DNA wasn't a match and written off as a pedophile who was after notoriety and fame. <laughs> notoriety. No, I can't even speak. Notoriety. And fame. So hey, like there you go. Gross. Like a nasty motherfucker human, really. No shit. Like who the fuck wants It's like that, that? one. It's like the fucking uh, don't fuck with cats guy, basically. Oh, God. We're not talking about that right now. Fuck that guy. Okay. Two more. Linda Hoffman Pugh, I think is how you say her name, would be the ne- the next suspect. Well, well, wasn't she the investigator? No. Okay. This is a different Different name. Linda. Gotcha. Different Linda. Different Linda. Good good observation there. You're listening. Would be to the wicked ne- and grim. <laughs> Would be the next, the next suspect. And being that she was the family's housekeeper, she had full access to the home and family's schedules. And the ability to potentially find out the amount yeah, that he earned. Absolutely, she could have found that out. A bonus. As she was cleaning his desk. Yep. Patsy herself, at one point, accusing Linda, saying her and her husband, her husband was their handyman, were struggling for money and asked for a loan. But the Ramseys declined them so the idea is that linda and her husband came up with 
this plan to basically trick the Ramses into leaving them John's Christmas bonus as a ransom for John Bonet. Mm-hmm. Linda, though, pointed fingers at Patsy saying she thought she had multiple personalities and would get in arguments with John Bonet. So clearly there was some tension between Patsy and Linda. Yeah. So I don't know how legit that one is. Is that all for her? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not buying it. There, there's, it. there there's no evidence there. Yeah. It's just an accusation. That's yeah. it. Um, okay. And it was the, Oh, okay. This is, this is sorry. I'm just like, there's so much, like I could probably talk about this for like five episodes. This is why I like mystery ones so much unsolved is because the theories, I fucking love going into <laughs> theories. So Patsy, when they were asked at one point, like, who do you think could hurt your daughter, right? And Patsy threw out Linda and John Ramsey had actually thrown out that electrician that I said that like killed himself, right? Oh, okay. So, but it's just random. I feel like if someone was, if something happened bad or whatever, and they're like, who do you think would do this? Like, I don't know if I could come up with someone that like hated me that much. I could, yeah, I don't know. Which I'm okay with. (laughs) Okay. And the last main suspect, you ready? No. Santa Claus himself. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so Bill Bill McReynolds, aka the Town Santa. You fucking serious? He, he was a friend of the Ramses and dressed up as Santa the week before the murder to entertain the neighborhood at one of Patsy's Christmas gatherings. Santa, how could you? <laughs> Rumored to have paid a little bit too much attention to John Benet. Ugh. And that is all I'm going to say about that one. Fuck Santa. (laughs) You dirty old man. Jeez. What is with you? Come on. So there you have it. A 25-year-old case that I sure hope is solved one day, but I fear it won't be. And it sure would be interesting to see what would have come of John Bonet if she was alive today. If she would have become a star, as it seemed she was definitely on track to be one. Did you really have to end that on a note of Santa Claus being a pedo? <laughs> like, geez. Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. oh, we should. He was listed. Did you want me to? This is a Christmas episode. Did you want me no, to leave that no, out? No, that's fair. It was well played. Well played. <laughs> uh, but poor John, that's for sure. Wow. And John Benet? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, holy shit. That like is, just the fact that it's in so long and hasn't gotten solved is just like heartbreaking. It probably like. won't ever because it was just the the investigation was too fucking shit showed. I know, like at at this, like it just could have been handled so differently, and the outcome probably would have yeah. been so different. They lost way too much um, evidence, as far as I I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm curious though if there was more staff at that house. I know I I'll, with all the research that I went through those that was the only ones that were listed i'm sure there was more there staff. would have to have been like they would have want they would have needed house cleaners and shit and stuff oh, yeah, right so for sure that's but, a huge house but with um more staff i guarantee you that they were looked at as well mm-hmm. and john ramsey had also had um children from a previous marriage mm-hmm. and they were looked at too so like so many people were looked at but just nothing has i but i also just like question like how accurate was that dna collected and stuff but then they're they missed it on so many fingerprints and everything too i think yeah. like unless it was done by someone in the house but my bet is someone in the house but i'm not sold it was on the family that's why i want to look at potentially who else is in that house yeah because even the fact on that there was a broken window no footprints outside that that right there says it's staged so staged by who why I who know. needs to stage it? Because this it does all so many aspects of it look very yeah. staged. The only time you're gonna need to break a window and not use it is if you are in the house. If you need to get in the house, you're gonna break a window and use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that right there, and knowledge of the hundred eighteen thousand is someone in the house. Well, and then the fact that they that ransom letter to used on the own stationery and like yeah take the take all that time and it took that long someone outside is going to write it and bring it in like i feel so terrible saying this but i feel like john benet might have known who who did this to her oh probably right yeah which is and most likely worse. felt very comfortable otherwise you would have heard many more screams potentially and like yeah, because like the, na- pineapple. the neighbors uh. even said that they listened after, right? Mm-hmm. And, but it was just like one single 
screen. So. so most likely is my theory is it was going to, it would probably be a single hit, which would give the scream. And then after that, it would have been strangulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, both, of, both of them alone could have killed her really. Right. Like, yeah, they, like the hit and the strangulation, it was both like brutal. So, so on that note, <sighs> I like how, like what two weeks ago I'm like we've done way too many oh, child murders and I, I just need to not do this because I'm like fucking getting bogged down and then you're like guess what the worst one yet well not the worst one yet but one that's really gonna weigh on me you know and what I mean? actually forgot all about that so yeah oh sure and did. we should have freaking warmed at the beginning that a child was involved in this but it's basic I'll make sure it's in the description and people probably read that before there is a warning at the beginning but there of the is podcast. a warning yeah we I warn mean we you talk guys, about dark shit it's no surprise here it's it's a true crime podcast I mean. Yeah. I mean, I understand if you are specifically triggered by certain things, but it's a true crime podcast. We do have a warning. Like, yeah. yeah. You're adults. We're all adults here. Yep. So there you go. That is the John Benet Ramsey murder case. And it's shit. Yeah. No so kidding. So on that note, thanks for listening. Have a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk <laughs> to you before Christmas. And um, we'll... On a happier note, our merch is now available. So that's super cool if you want to check it out. Yeah. It's linked down below along with our social media. Yes. Just, and you, we'll put something on Instagram too about it. And Facebook. Yeah. Oh, I always forget about Facebook. I'm so sorry, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you. And stay wicked. <laughs>